Yes, welcome to another episode of the Brand Width Podcast. My name is Sam McEwen and joining me as always is the one and only Dean Wilson. How are you, Dean? Very well today, Sam. Very well, thank you. Looking forward to another chat. As am I. So, um, yeah, for the uninitiated, we are a couple of marketing tragics and the idea of this show is that each episode, one of us will pose a topic relating to the world of marketing, a topic without notice, and we see where it takes us. And today, I believe that you have a very exciting topic for us. Well, exciting for me anyway. Too. Don't talk it up to it. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I um, want to talk about uh, being a brand strategist. Um, I'm obviously always talking about brand strategy, sometimes to the point mm. of it being boring. Um, but um, I wanted to talk about um, B2B brand strategy um, in particular because um, I've um, – Become acutely aware over the last, you know, few years that, um, you know, all of the knowledge, not all the knowledge, a lot of the knowledge that I've kind of, you know, built my brand knowledge from, um, you know, case studies and learnings and examples and mm. things like that are, um, uh, are generally B2C brands, you know, big brands that we know of, you know, the Apples and the like and, and you know, Mark Ritson's got all those awesome Effie um, videos, yeah. you know, tied and, Amazing, but the majority of my clients are actually B two B businesses, and um, mm. I would assume that there are probably more, you know, B two B brands out there. And I'm talking kind of, you know, businesses as well, you know, financial firms, accounting firms, you know, mm. um, than than they maybe are B two C brands out there, or um, and so, or, and there's only, you know, there's only so many people that can have those top jobs working for those big B two C. Um, to see brands, um, mm-hmm. but most of us, um, you know, were prob- you know working in the B two B space, and so it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, is there a difference? Is there are there different rules? Um, because um, you know the, the the tools and frameworks that that I use, you know, have have a, a lot of influence from the you know the B two C space, but we use them in in B two B. So you know, I started thinking, well, does it does it differ? Does it not? Is it a conversation worth having? And I, th- I think it is. Um, and so the, the kind of the, the, the main thing I'll start with, so I've got kind of five points here I think about um, which I think are interesting kind of um, uh, important things to focus on maybe if you're doing branding in the B2B space um, that um, compared to B2C. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I think for starters the, something that I, I, I really believe in is B2B brand strategy has is maybe more important as an internal driver than B2C strategy. So, you know, what I mean by that is that consumer brands are generally about building mental availability and brand awareness, you know, in their target audience. And we talked a lot about that. Um, you've got a product you're wanting to take to market and, you know, you need as many people to know about that as possible, give them reasons to consider and um and and B two B is true to that you know as well except it's probably a little bit more niche you're you're not um you know it may seem a little bit wasteful to target everyone mm. because you know if I'm you know I'm, I'm a mortgage broker you know there's a certain part of the market you know that's going to be in need in need of that and I know every brand even consumer brands have their own you know personas and target markets and things like that it's not but they tend to, they tend to be smaller in B two B don't they and that could potentially yeah. also be much more regionally specific, you know, and and consumer brands, I'm sure, are limited by distribution. But but you typically, you know, yeah, yeah. You, there's a lot of other factors there. So the same things are different, but but I think you know, with a with a B two B brand, you've got um, so if you say that B two C brands are built 
by advertising or through media, B2B are often built by people. Mm. It's a sales team of people that have to go out there and sell this mortgage broker or, or um, you know, or, or it's a sales, you know, we're working with an elevator company at the moment, you know, and, 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 and they have, and, but the, the strategy is as much about making sure that the people understand the brand necessarily mm. and giving the market, giving the marketing department an opportunity, you know, a, 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 a framework to talk to, talk to consumers. So I kind of, and, 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 and I think maybe some B2B brands or businesses might discount having a strategy because they don't see themselves like a consumer brand. Whereas the fundamentals I think are the same, but, but I see, you know, it's kind of an added piece of value because, um, you know, if a B2B brand comes to us, uh, they, you know, they're obviously wanting to make more sales, but, but what actually happens for the strategic process is it brings their people on board for the, yeah. for the ride. And so you've got, you know, in the end of the day, you've got, you know, um, you see, you, you're evangelizing people to build that brand more, and you know to yeah. to to make sure they're all saying the same things, and 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 so that that you know that that customer. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I remember, you know, we discussed this, didn't we, on the on the podcast where you're talking about the impact that that you know brand can have on your company values and your core values, yeah. and so I guess what you're saying is is that you know that can be much more prevalent and, and, and may potentially more effective in a, in a B2B context than a, than a B2B, a B2C context. But then I guess also it's that, I guess if in B2B, if, if you're saying that people are the product, then, then actually that process of helping you to define what your product is or what your, or what your brand are, is, is actually the important, the important people step. Often, people often are the product. Um, and so, the, I mean, I think um, um, that, that's exactly right. And I'm not necessarily just talking values as well. It's just even mm. understanding what, you know, what's our value proposition, like what, mm. what is, what, what are we, what are we, how are we positioning ourselves? Like where do we see ourselves compared to the competition? Because, you know, it's, 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 it's then so that they can bring that to life. Yeah. I've got, you know. It's, it's not, it's not influencing it's not influencing package design. It's influence. Yeah, you know, your package design is the people. Is, is yeah. you. Is, is is how you do things. Yeah, it's influencing yeah. the presentation you're giving. You know, it's it's so. So I I, th- I think that's a, that's a bit of a you know an, an insight that I came across a little while ago that really you know brings rings true. I mean, I think mm. to be clear, there's some exceptions to this as well. Um, if you know that B two C brands are built by advertising and media and B two B are built through people because, like Apple, I hate using Apple. I'm trying not to <laughs> use Apple as a bloody example, but they're just so easy. Um, mm. But they are. Um, you know, their strategy clearly went all the way down to the design department in product development. It wasn't a marketing, a brand strategy. It was all about marketing. Um, yep. But I generally think that, you know, brand strategy um, uh, is is less important to areas outside marketing in a, in a, in a B2C brand. I always think of mm. Oak as an example, um, you know, like, we do a lot of work on on what what that strategy is, and you know, we talk about values and things like that. And but at the end of the day, the, the guy rocking up to the the, the hotel um, to you know to see if the, the fridge needs to be you know stocked up, he's not really there to deliver the brand. He doesn't. He's not about yeah. enjoyment and refreshment. He's he's about um, you know um, <laughs> the functional side of it. So in a so I I, I think it's a good um, um, you know thing to thing to realise. It's much as input an internal driver for for people in a b2b sense so and the other thing which um is um i think interesting is that i think purpose really is important in b2b 
And so I mm. had this cognitive dissonance going on a few years ago when all of these people, I, you know, I love the concept of purpose and, and, and you know, an organisation understanding why they do what they do. And, um, and, and yet, you know, all these people I respect, you know, Ritson, et cetera, you know, completely criticising these brands that were, you know, you know, using purpose, you know, purpose marketing and all that sort of stuff. And I had a real trouble, had real trouble with it originally. And then I realized we're actually talking about different things. Like, you know, there's obviously mountains of evidence to say that people aren't weighing up, you know, the high purpose of a brand when they're reaching for it in the supermarket or, you know, and, and, and so, cause you know, most of us, you know, we're not thinking that way. We, we just, mm. most of us, all of us, we're not thinking that way, but and so I totally agree with that. But I think with B2B brands, it's the purpose is about mobilizing the people. So using purpose so that everyone's aware of, um, you know, so it's another people thing, you know, why they're here and what they're doing and the problem they're solving um, and, and, and as, a, as a way to kind of, you know, get people out of bed in the morning and get everyone, you know, being able to make strategic decisions, you know, that, that become powerful as they multiply, you know, the, the, rather than um, people making distant decisions going off in all different directions. That's kind of the power of purpose. So I totally agree that, you know, you shouldn't be marketing, you're using purpose in your marketing. People don't really care generally. Um, or they, you know, they, you might think they do. They might tell you they do. They don't. <laughs> but that, you know, to have a, have a clear purpose for a B2B brand is really important um, from the people side. And let me be clear as well, when I say purpose, I just mean purpose, not higher purpose. Like yeah. um, it does, you don't have to have a higher purpose. You just need to be clear of what your purpose is. And yeah. I'm not saying your purpose is about making money because that's not a purpose either. But what problem are you solving and are you solving it differently? Or um, if you're not solving it differently, are you solving it better? It doesn't even have to be unique. You know, a lot of people try to, you know, push for this unique purpose. It just has to be robust and interesting. Um, so, so I, so yeah, purpose is important, um, in, in, in brands, in, in B2B brands. So I was able to resolve that conflict I had, um, after a little while with, um, thinking about it that way, because I think it's true and they're, they're different. I, I, I really do believe that. Yeah. And and you're right. I mean, from a B2B, you know, uh, even thinking higher purpose, right. Or, or, or those kind of things, you know, in, in a B2C brand, the, the way that that, the way that that sort of comes to light is in a very in a very different context to, to how that is in a B2B situation, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, if you think of, you know, the thank you water versus what a similar sort of, uh, you know, value, and I know I am talking about high purpose now, so I'm just confusing the issue a little bit, but, um, but, but you know, like how, how that image, event, how that um, comes to light in a B2C environment is completely different to B2B. And, and in B2B, it's actually that sort of combining force that gives everybody the reason for doing things. It explains how they do things, how you how you approach certain scenarios. It's instructive, you know, and it does actually ultimately arrive at a consistent product and and, yeah. and, and all those kind of things. So, 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 so I think that's a good um, place. So let's not discount purpose. Oh, well, let's let's lean into it. If you, as you say, in in, in a B two B, in a B two B sense, um, the we've talked a little bit about. Um, so I started thinking about um, papers like the long and the short of it by Burnett and Field and long term and short term kind of the, the long term and short term marketing mix. You know, even you know how brands grow was you know the examples in the original um, or part one were all consumer brands. So. 
I read that. Mm. This is awesome, but you know, what has it got to do with, or how can I, yeah. what has it got to do? How can I, um, you know, how, how can I apply some of this? Well, there's a skepticism, isn't there? You, you sort of, as a B2B marketer, you read these things and you go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And maybe sometimes you have a feeling that could apply to you, but when you're talking about detergent, I mean, you couldn't get, you know, you couldn't get further away from, from you know, the, the experiences, the data experiences of B2B. So even if there's a, even if there's a feeling that what they're talking about could be true, you, there's still some skepticism that's inherent that's right. in that one yet when you listen to those examples. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, you want to share them with clients and then, you know, kind of go, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make it up. You know, you're in a, you've got a tech startup here and you're solving some problem and I'm telling you that, you know, that people don't think too much when they're buying, you know, detergent supermarkets. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. What's that got to do with me? So, so back to the long, the short of it, you know, though, that I, I know they've done some further follow-up research on it. And so they had the famous 60-40 split, um, 60 brand building, 40% yeah. activation tactical. And from, 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 from a follow-up, they're kind of saying in B2B, it's, it's the same concept, but it's more like 50-50. It's not 60-40, so you kind of okay, interesting. brand building 50%. Um, um, uh, so what was the justification for that change? I, I, well, just in the – I believe they they actually went and researched B2B brands, so they tried to um, – they used the same um, methodology, and but the examples mm. they were using were in the B2B space. Um, and so – and I think this makes sense, like but, – but once again, you know, maybe it doesn't feel um, – feel like the, the right way to think about it to begin with. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you need to, as it B2B, you need to make a, try, try and reach a large audience of all the potential participants in your category that your brand needs. Um, but you've also got to balance it with, um, you know, relevant immediate targeting that kind of, you know, does generate leads for a sales team or something like that. Like, and yet it's clearly, you know, it's, um, it, it, you can also clearly fall in the trap, as with consumer brands do, of just focusing on that kind of sale, sale activation. Mm. So um, they, yeah, I'm not sure how they came to it, but they're kind of saying it's definitely 50-50. Um, um, it's a 50-50 split. But think about it this way, which I think is great. Um, so the difference, I think, with, you know, B2B and B2C marketing is, is you, you know, B2C is targeting the mum or the dad or whoever that one person is that makes that decision at that point to buy, you know, you are, you know, buy, mm. you know, whereas there are often multiple people involved in a B2B decision, you know, there's a, they're, they're, they're clearly, you know, generally a lot more investment involved, um, but there's different people in the organisation, you know, it's not just that one person and often, I mean, all of us in business have probably had a, had a, you know, had a sale that was going really well, and then it goes one step up the ladder, and 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 it gets, you know, it it gets destroyed. So, yeah. Um, so think about it like, so um, you know, you need to. So you obviously wanted to target the people that you think will be making the decision, and you know, they're the obvious ones. You know, you know who you're going after, but you also need to, you know, ensure that there's. You're targeting people who may be also involved in that decision as well. Mm. Um, it's a wider target. So it's a similar concept in that, you know, you've got to build that mental availability of your B2B brand, maybe outside specifically the person that's going to make the decision. You know, a board member, 
might be one of the people that have to tick this off. So and they might not be, you know, you're not, not a target mm. at all if they've never heard of you. And this goes back to signaling that we were talking about in one of my previous podcasts. You know, you know, what are you signaling? Um, you yeah. you know, what what are you doing so that you know it looks like you're fair income and, and, and serious? So there's you've got to you've got to reach those people as well. So I think that's a really nice picture of how to um, how to or story of how to you know approach that long and the short of it idea for for, for B two B marketers that it's not just about getting as many people as possible, um, but you have to realise that there are more than that specific person potentially. Yeah, and sometimes with different needs. I mean, I think the interesting thing about that is is you know uh, the decision maker is not always the person at the top of that tree either. Is like that's not you know the, the decision maker could be the CEO. It could be, uh, you know, a board member or it could be a senior executive. It could be a management, um, you know, or it could actually even be, you know, one of the, you know, one of the the executives or, you know, coordinators or something at the bottom, you know, and so, and probably all of those different people may have different role to play in the yeah. final decision. It's probably different from one uh, potential customer to another potential customer, the way that they arrive at those decisions and therefore you've actually got, to be able to, um, you know, if you're talking signals and these kind of things, you've got to craft them in different ways that are going to maybe someone up the chain needs a, a different sort of signal to someone, you know, further down, um, yeah. you know, and these kind of things. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, and it's, I can, I always sometimes feel my mind kind of tying in knots when you start to think of, you know, as, as a marketer, I've got to cover off all these different needs and influences and mm. whatever, and, and you do need to be aware of them, but maybe to, to kind of simplify it, you just have to make people um, feel feel good about the decision mm. they're about to make, which, you know, goes, so, you know, how are you, how are you going to do that? Which kind of leads to my last point a little bit as well. So um, that, and this is, this, is, um, uh, this is a really interesting one, I, like the use of, uh, you know, the use of emotion, in B2B marketing. So yeah. We know that, um, you know, we we know there's been a lot of, you know, research done on creative campaigns that are emotional, that they do build, you know, they, they do, you know, create, you know, memory structures and build brand awareness and, and you know, help brands in the long term by, you know, connecting to, you know, and, and to connecting to, you know, their consumers, people on an emotional level. And, um, and, 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 you know, I, I know that concept probably, um, especially to the less experienced or initiated, and I go back to myself even at the early stages of my career, kind of go, well, it's not a consumer brand. We're not talking people's emotions. We're, you know, people are very logical here. They've just got a problem to solve with this, you know, product or service we've got for them. we just got to convince them and sell it to them. Um, yet, um, and this comes back to Burnett and Field as well, you know, the 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 – you know they're saying that the the the, re- the research says also that it's you know absolutely important in, in B2B marketing and I think that just makes sense because um, well well part of you know, maybe doesn't logically initially if you think about the very different products that, that are going on um, at the end of the day you're still selling to people we're all yeah. people whether we're you know whether we're um, you know consuming something um, you know like a, a normal um, B2C brand or we're still at work making a decision as you know as part of a business so at the other day we're still we're still um, 
uh, people. So I think, you know, you can understand that. that- oh, I think, I mean, that, that's the one for me. And I've heard it put in some pretty, I've heard that the idea of, you know, it's not B to B or B to C, it's B to H, you know, it's B, business oh, yeah, B to human, uh, which, yeah, it's a little bit naff. But, but you know, I think the, the I mean, I'm big on that. I'm really big. And particularly if you're talking small business. Okay, so if, you, if your target audience is small business, I, I think some sometimes the larger businesses, what they've done very very well is, is is put together maybe frameworks, purchasing frameworks that as best as possible remove as much of the emotion out of the, the purchase decision yep. as possible. But I would still probably argue then that's emotional. But I'll tell you what, I mean, anyone who says business isn't personal or business isn't emotional has not been in business surely because – I, I don't know about you. I mean, most of the business dealings I do are with highly emotional people. Every decision is an emotional decision. You know, certainly with, with, with small business. I mean, what could be more emotional than potentially, you know, fixing some pain point for another business, you know, or, yeah. or, or helping them to address this need that's going to transform their company, transform their organization, make their job easier, yeah. you know, do something in some, some way. I mean, these are inherently emotional decisions. I've never bought this idea of this cold, hard business decision, you know, and, and my personal experiences have, have been the complete opposite, I think. I think yeah. business is, is often much more emotional than, than personal life. So. No, that, that, that's true. I mean, I, I think as you get bigger, um, the, the, as the company gets bigger, maybe you could argue that when you're starting to work with um, um, procurement and things like that, that they're supposed to, you know, that maybe there's less emotion, but there's still people yeah. in the day. I don't have... You know, hard and fast but, on that. But even then, I, I still just think that the emotion changes. You know, if you're dealing yeah. with procurement teams, anyone who's dealt with them, the emotion just shifts to one of maybe power and authority and the feeling of justifying, you know, something like the ego and, like, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and all sorts of things, right? And there's, there becomes a gamemanship that's, that's introduced there in those negotiations. These are still emotional. Yeah. And if you, can, if you can pull the right emotional triggers through some form of marketing, it's, it's going to be effective. It, there's, there's no way that it's not. Yeah, that's right. I think um, Mark Ritson calls it emotion with a small e, which I think is nice. Um, yeah. It's got to be, it doesn't need to be, you know, dramatic and, you know, um, and over the top and, but, you know, it has to have, you know, be there a little bit. And, and I think that's, I think that's true. I think that's true. But like you said, the emotions are different. So a business owner is going to have a different kind of, um, you know, connection. It's, it's a bit more on the line than maybe someone in middle management. But then, you know, mm. what, you know, what can you do for them? Can you make them look good? Um, right. Yeah. You're like they're making, you know, this, um, you know, they're using a new piece of technology, which is makes them feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, or you, yeah, they're going to get a promotion because they've yeah. done such a good job of this project and yeah. delivered, you know, chosen the right solution and yeah. these things. Yeah. You've given them new knowledge, which just makes them feel better about themselves and make mm. them feel like they're growing as a, as a person. It could, could be as simple as that. So, mm. so the the emotion in um in 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 you know in B two B is important. There's got to be it has more influence than just just logic. And I I do think um you know that's that's a trap that B two B brands can fall into. A bit of you know mm. people maybe businesses maybe not thinking about themselves as brands more just you know with a product or service to to sell. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and you see it too, don't you? You see and that that sort of. Um, culminates in in what you often get, which is very um, functional marketing material. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 all you know, and and 
I'm not, sh- you know, I'm not sure if the, if this is going, but I don't want to sort of ask you a- about that because, you know, what consumer brands often or are more likely to get right. I won't say often get right. More likely to get right in my experience than many B 2 Bs is is they understand that it's about the consumer, and they do they do a very good job. And I think B 2 B can sometimes struggle with that a little bit. They forget. You know, um, they forget about that the, there is a person making a decision at the end of the, end, end of this, and and um, yeah, you know how, how they they address that. So I guess you know, I mean, for, for you, is is that therefore the same? You know, is you know the the uh, you know B two B B two C is there a functional difference? Do we need to be more functional in the way that we we express our marketing or I, I think there's the problems to be solved you could maybe argue a, a little bit more a little bit more at stake maybe there there's mm. there's more involvement in investment and things like that so um you know they have to um you know if i, if I go and um you know go and eat an ice cream pick a new brand that i want to because i you know, I've seen an ad and I feel like trying it and I've got that need at that point for something sweet or whatever it is and I kind of don't enjoy it so much. Well, so what? Whereas mm. uh, I can just, you know, it only cost me four bucks, um, five bucks, whereas these decisions when they're, when they're, when they're bigger can um, cause people to um, want to dig into the system two side of things a little bit more yeah. and, and, um, and weigh, weigh it all up. But, you know, the same, you know, if you go to, but you know, car brands and expensive cars are a, a high involvement purchase, but they're still you know high emotion as well, aren't they? So yeah. I, it it probably, uh, yeah. I I don't think they really are different. I just think there's some nuances, which was kind of what I started thinking about. It's not the same, and I don't think you should pretend that it's the same. You know, it's you know we shouldn't be. Um, it's it's um, it would be a hard sell to kind of talk to some B2B clients about some great research about consumer brands and how it relates to them. You've got to frame it a little bit more, but you can, you know, it's, I don't think you can argue with saying you're still dealing with people and that's the, that's the point. Yeah. And that comes back a little bit to signaling as well, just to kind of, you know, wrap around that, that, that idea that, you know, the, in a B2B sense, especially when you're often, you know, calling people to shift brands or shift suppliers, you know, it's a big decision. It's not like I'm going to try, going to try a new brand of bread today, or mm. I'm going to switch to a different brand of milk to see the difference. And then, you know, you know which is going to cost me, you know, two or $3. Some of these big decisions, you know, um, there might be a piece of software that, you know, it's a five-year thing. So if you make <laughs> you make a make a mistake or you know you make the wrong decision, there's there's way more impact. So you need to be signalling that you are, um, a, you know, not as Rory says, not um, uh, you know, potentially not shit. <laughs> um, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you need to be building trust. So um, how can you do that? Not necessarily. Um, and, and and so maybe you can do that in a in a in a few different ways and remembering the emotion that is you know is is part of that. So mm. yeah. So um. So when you're when you're considering brand strategy, yep. do, you, do you know how much consideration do you give to media channels and and these kind of things? We, we don't do too much of that because yep. uh, we we you know the way we're really setting up the foundations for the yeah. and we often then have marketers inside organizations that are then going to implement that brand strategy and and so we don't do um 
too much work in that area. Um, um, so as a short answer to the question, but it's it's yeah. if if we do, you've got to consider it. Um, you know, consider it um, smartly and and consider and consider where these people are. Then, like this is the hard thing with with B two B. I saw a great comm strategy, a makeup comm strategy that um, Julian Cole did as part of his live action strategy he does with Mark Pollard. This was probably from twelve months ago. I think it was a consumer brand, but I'll, I'll illustrate what I mean here. Is that um, the it was I think it was a um, burrito made up burrito company like for lunch in New York. So he was talking about how the different mediums you could get, they wanted to get office workers to get out of their offices in New York and go and explore, you know, this new type of, you know, food outlet. So the whole strategy was around, um, it was brilliant thinking actually um, uh, that, you know, you've got all these people that are really adventurous on the weekend, but they're never adventurous nine to five. So um, it's really, really nice. But so he had things like, you know, hitting them on Instagram at around 11 o'clock when they're, you know, starting to get hungry, searching on their phone, you know, taking that break, um, you know, hit them on the subway with a different piece of creative in the morning or in the, yep. you know, and so, and starting to pick apart, well, you know, now we know that we're, we're targeting office workers in New York, we can start to think about how they, you know, work through the day. Whereas, you know, in a, in a B2B sense, like even if I use, um, like a, a you know brand agency like ourselves, and how do we reach other you know marketers, or you know how do we match marketing managers and things like that? You got to start. It's it's not as it's not as easy. It's like so. What do they read, or what are they? Mm. So we had a we thought we had a thought a little while ago to do a little bit of work in sports entertainment, um, or especially in Melbourne. Um, you know everyone loves sport. <laughs> more so Melbourne-centric than a lot of places. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's why stations like, you know, SEN, which is the sports station, often has, you know, senior-level people listening in. And so mm-hmm. that's got nothing to do in terms of targeting with what they do for a job. <laughs> it's got more to target and, and, and reach about, you know, who they are as a person. So Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's the, the heart of it, right? Like I think this is, this is, this is where that conflict comes when, when we're talking B2B marketing and 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 you're trying to make sense of this B2B, B2C relationship is, is where are those people? Because we, we make the mistake sometimes in saying, oh, well, it's B2B. Therefore, this person spends all their time on LinkedIn. They're yes. never on Facebook. They never look at Instagram. Uh, all they read is the, the, the local industry press. Yes. You know, and, and, and that's – now. And I mean, that, that you know, fundamentally can't – those those people – I mean, maybe there's a couple of those people, <laughs> but they, they can't really exist anymore. But surely the mass – market of your market if you're B2B, uh, um, you know, I, I look, I mean, I, I did a little bit of research with our own target customer and the vast majority of people that I interviewed do not read trade publications, do not read trade magazines. See, in some cases spent no time at all doing any kind of research into, you know, the topics and issues of their job. What they do is they spend an awful lot of time at work working, working really, really hard, doing, you know, more things than they can, they can, uh, you know, that they should necessarily be doing, you know, doing what feels at least like two or three people's jobs. And the last thing they feel like doing when they're at home is reading trade publications or all those kind of things. So, I mean, you know, that, that's one industry, but I think that's fairly true. Yeah. So, in, in that yeah. in this, that case, if I'm taking that that data, and this is real data from our customer, 
you know, taking out that big ad in marketing mag is probably not going to reach them. Yeah. Um, they're never going to see it. They're, you know, so so how 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 do you reach reach them? And and you know, and this is I guess that sort of statement of B to B to H, you know, the business to human. Um, but then I guess what it does take you down is is the th- you know, I think the topic therefore is wastage. Is okay, well, no doubt we could probably reach a large number of them if we, you know, sponsor a local Melbourne football club. Yep. But, but is that going to be sustainable? And, and how much wastage is inherent in that? And I guess some industries is going to be a much greater deal of, of wastage in, in going after a more broad consumer market, or, you know. Or, or, or people, you know, no, and that's right. And, but I think it's, you've got to think that way and got to, got to, got to try it and you've got to, got to, got to test it. And, like even with targeting, um, we've been quite specific with digital here, but, you know, like what are people interested in? Coming back to the sport one, we were thinking about that on Instagram. It's like, well, how do we get the, you know, the the CEOs of, of these, you know, companies we mm. talk to and, you know, well, you know, what are they interested in? Well, you know, sports. So maybe they follow, follow sporting teams on on uh, mm. on LinkedIn and on, the we- on, the, on Instagram, sorry, and on the weekend there, you know, it, it pops up in their time when they're not thinking that's about. right um yeah. So, so yeah so like you said it's it's same same but different it's there's a um there but there are nuances and there's just different ways you kind of um should approach it but i think you know that concept of wastage maybe um we've got to be the b2b markets have to be less worried about that um mm. you know give it a go and see see what happens as long as you you know you know keep an eye on it but you know i, I know dave trot would be um be you know talking about you know wastage isn't as important as you think it is it's part of the you know part of why advertising in some ways works on a yeah on a level that you don't don't realize at the end of the day you've got to find new customers um you got to find them in different places um you know they might like you said they're probably not all reading they're not reading yeah. industry mags 24 7 so yeah, that's it. Well, and, and that's sort of, I mean, you, you said it, you know, it brings back to signaling a little bit there as well, isn't it? Sometimes that wasted yeah. just signaling. Yeah. And, you know, um, maybe it's a pretty powerful signal to, that you can uh, sponsor a football club. <laughs> or even a local one, you know, that's the, yeah. even a local one, or even a local one. So, um, yeah, the kind of recap on those points, you know, B2B brand strategy is more input, is more important as an internal driver than B2C. So, you know, even if you're thinking, Oh, uh, you know, it's too hard to find my customers. I, you know, I don't need a brand strategy like a like a consumer brand might. Mm. Your people might, your people probably do. Um, it's yeah, it's important for, for for them. You know, they, you know, purpose is important in B two B. It gets people, you know, it gets people moving in the right direction and does give them purpose. Um, as long as it's treated, yeah. you know, correctly and. We don't, you know, try to oversell ourselves or make it something, you know, more than we are. But, you know, every, you know, if, if you're not solving a problem or, you know, the, the, then, you, you know, it's probably not worthwhile, you know, being around anyway. But, but surely there's a, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a story or a purpose in there. There always is. Um, you know, so that's important in B2B. And then, yeah, you know, that, those, those, you know, the idea of the long and the short of it, brand building and, tar- and activation, kind of targeted stuff they need to be um they're they're both important can't do one you know or the other and you know 50 50 maybe than 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 60 40 so um i think um they're you know they're yeah there's nuances there to think about um which i thought would be Mm. talk about because i'm always thinking about them (laughs) 
Yeah, great topic. So, look, but just final one before I let you go then, yep. I guess, you know, out of those areas you just listed, is there is there an area that you think B2B uh, marketers are maybe less likely to, to sort of understand off the bat or is, it, is there like, is there an area that if you could encourage B2B marketers listening to this, this right now, you know, like, uh, you, know, uh, w- you know, one of those points that, that maybe they should focus on um, you know that that, that typically you, you see, but you know B two B, you know, yeah. not focusing on enough. Or you know, what, what's the what's the areas that you, you'd really encourage them to work? It might on? not be marketers. It might be more in kind of the small or medium business sense when you're maybe dealing with an owner or a yeah. founder or something like that. To the the idea of um, you know brand marketing and brand advertising as opposed to and getting out mm. trade mags and things like you know and, and getting out of that space is probably the one that um you know that that i think um they you know takes them the longest to kind of accept um yeah i think, like, I think that's the one you know the the you know, working on a project recently it was a long conversation around you know, well, we're just, we're going to, you know, going to do some advertising, build a brand. Oh, well, the click rate isn't that good. Well, I'm not too concerned about that. I just, we need to get in front of people with mm-hmm. a message and, um, and let them know we're here and, and, um, and, and just talk about our, our, our brand, not, you know, measuring everything to the nth degree of how many meetings we get off this. That's another thing to do. So the, the long and the short of it, short term, long term, you know, um, I think is probably the, the one um, because, um, a lot of B2B is focused on that short-term, you know, yeah. get that meeting, get that sale, you know. What it is, is it's about leads and numbers and yeah, figures. And, right. and it's, it's interesting because it even sort of starts to change the way you frame certain things. Like, you know, the classic B2B one might be that sponsorship of that trade show or, you know, or, or something like that, you know, and that, that, that really when you look at it through that lens of 50-50 brand activation, you know, you know, maybe there's a caution there to, to not just measure the total success of that sponsorship on, you know, the number of signups that you got, you know, immediately following it. it it's the fact that being there for long enough is is going to give that that brand exposure so that, that when those decision makers do get to, to making that decision, well, there's some trust built up there. There's, there's something. And I guess, you know, for mine, in, in, in many different B2B um scenarios those opportunities for brand touch points are actually rarer so so therefore it may be stronger like if there's some sort of immediate response or brand recognition when you first see a brand name or a logo or you know you start that uh evaluation process you know uh, when when you're looking at something that you know they can be even more powerful you know if if you've put that time into building them up absolutely absolutely it all builds on itself Excellent. Well, great topic. Thank you yep. for sharing that. I think it's something that I've, you know, as, as I guess part of my role being a B2B marketer myself, you know, I've had to, to wrestle with. It's not something that I've, you know, I, or there's a lot of conflict that comes up to it for my day-to-day in, in um, you know, trying to determine, you know, what are the right channels and certainly what's the right brand strategy for, for, for B2B and how does it relate to B2C and it's, it's something that I'm still sort of wrestling with myself. So, um, yeah, happy that you put that on the you know, brought that up today yeah. and some, some really strong points there. So, Thank you. It's been good to chat again, Sam. Um, we might um, leave that one there. And, of course, um, any listeners out there, if, you know, you, you, you like the, the podcast, you like what we're on about here, um, um, please um, subscribe or tell your friends or, um, you know, offer us a rating there. And, um, 
you know, get in touch if you've got any questions. Um, we're um, um, and we'll just yeah, just keep keep doing it. But um, thanks um, very much, Sam. Good to see you, hear you, and um, <laughs> but you again soon. Great stuff. Thanks, Dean. See, see you next time. Bye.